This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Funny enough, every time I do my welcome, everybody, or however I say it to open the show, I always you see my hands here, right? Like, this, you know, you can't see. I put my hands out wide. You can't tell that. Or maybe you can. Maybe I just can't see it as we're recording it. I don't know. But I, maybe I need to stop. Maybe I need to put my hands right in front of my face. You might prefer to see my hands in my face. I don't know. A lot to get to on this uh podcast today um the browns are about to play their final game of the regular season but who will actually suit up and who will actually be on the field for the browns including a a record that the browns are on the verge of breaking something that's never been done in the history of the nfl the browns can do it this weekend plus last night they announced uh, the players who would be on the Pro Bowl team, plus some, plus a number of alternates as well. Who made it from the Browns? Who's an alternate for the Browns? What did they get right? What did they get wrong? We'll look at the uh, – I, th- I think there were some mistakes involving the Browns and involving other teams when it comes to the Pro Bowl. Although I don't like to obsess on it because in the end, it's the Pro Bowl. Is it really that important? It's, it's you know, the players, you want to get recognized. We all – you know, everybody wants to get recognized for what they do. If they do it well, I get that. But – um you don't want to make too big a deal about that. And uh, plus the Cavaliers, I'll spend a minute or two on the Cavs, who's put up 140 points against the Wizards. And does that mean anything? Does Is it a precursor to something happening? That's all coming up on today's edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. So things have been getting really exciting. Before we get to the Browns and the Pro Bowl, I mean, things are getting really exciting as we head to the final week of the regular season and the second to final week of the competition of the Bet Rivers Predictors. And this is, uh, you know, we pick five games each week. A lot of the other hosts on the on the network. And I've been in first place for most of the year. A few weeks ago, about a month ago, I had two bad weeks in a row, and I dropped out of first, and I moved back into first. And this past week, I let you down, folks. I went one and four. Uh, in fact, all the predictors did pretty badly this past week. I don't think anybody did better than two and three. So right now, I'm in a three-way tie, I believe, with Mike Missinelli and Jimmy Ott. Um, for first place, and we're doing the competition through Wild Card Weekend. So I have two weeks to finish out strong and win this championship. It's my first year, and I expect to win. That's it. You got to call. You got to play with confidence, and I got to win you people money. And I've been doing that for most of the year, but this past week, one and four, unacceptable. Got to bounce back big this week. The Browns do not have to bounce back. 
we'll get to what they're what we're expecting from them in this final week of the season in a few minutes. But first, let's talk Pro Bowl. Uh, the the announcements of the Pro Bowl came out. The Browns have had uh, have four or five players that have been that have made the Pro Bowl roster. Uh, two starters, excuse me, three starters actually. Uh, on defense, Miles Garrett will start. Not a shock there. He is the uh, likely defensive player of the year. On offense, two starters who some people might consider surprising. Um, one is not surprising to me, and because I thought, because I, I, I mentioned this yesterday, that I thought, you know, Amari Cooper wasn't a name we were talking about a lot when it came to the Pro Bowl, but when I was looking yesterday. Uh, knowing that the Pro Bowl rosters were going to be announced, I was looking at the AFC at, at the leaders in in receiving yards and touchdowns and stuff like that. And what I noticed was that most of the guys in the top ten in receiving and touchdowns are in the NFC. So I said, "What? Well, listen, Amari Cooper's had a great year. The touchdown number isn't high, but considering who he's played with, and um." you know, his yardage total, I was like, well, I think he's got a chance. And then the more I looked it over, I said, Amari Cooper is second in the AFC in receiving yards, only behind Tyreek Hill. And you take four wide receivers. I said, Amari Cooper's definitely making the team. I wasn't sure if he was going to be a starter or not. Because there are a couple of guys who had more touchdowns than him and had a similar amount of, of yards. But ultimately, he was named the starter along with Tyreek Hill, with Keenan Allen, who I thought could end up being the starter. Uh, but instead, Amari Cooper, the starter, and well-deserved. He's had a tremendous season, and he has been, along with David Njoku, who is not a starter, but uh, he did make the the Pro Bowl team. Travis Kelsey is the starter at tight end. David Njoku is the second tight end. Very, you know, um, I thought they took three tight ends. I don't know why I was thinking three. Um, I think Evan. you can make a case for Evan Ingram as well as one of the other tight ends. I, I don't think there's anybody playing the position, especially in the AFC. David Njoku for the past six weeks has been better than Travis Kelsey. I, I don't even think it's that. I don't even think it's that close. But Kelsey gets the nod. Overall, the statistics a little better for the season, and uh, you know he gets he gets the hey we've been there already. That's part of it. I'm, I don't like that, but it's part of it. Now, on the other hand, it's part of the reason that Joel Batonio is a starter in the Pro Bowl. Joel Batonio, along with Quentin Nelson. Uh, one of the starters at guard. Frankly, I didn't even think Joel Batonio should have been on the team. I thought he could have been an alternate, which he wasn't. And two of the Browns' other offensive linemen, Wyatt Teller and, e and e Ethan Posick, uh, were both announced as alternates. I actually thought why I think Wyatt Teller's been the Browns' best offensive lineman. I, I would have had Wyatt Teller as one of the three guards, maybe the star, a starter, or maybe Joe Tooney is a starter and Wyatt Teller is the third guard. I think Batonio got that I've been there before break that Travis Kelsey got as well. So uh, in the end, it's not, it's not a huge deal. I think even being named as an alternate is a good recognition. Uh, the fifth, but, but just being named to the roster, I mean, for David Njoku to be a pro bowler, and again, only two tight ends make the Pro Bowl. After being just a guy for his first six years in the league is quite an impressive step up. He is he has taken his game to a to way higher than I always thought he could be better, but I never thought he'd be this good. He's had a tremendous season. The fifth 
player to make the Pro Bowl for the Browns was Denzel Ward. I think Denzel was the biggest, I don't want to say controversy, but we were debating this on UCSS. I know Tyvis Powell thought that Denzel wouldn't get in because he missed some games with injury. I thought Denzel was tremendous, and then he got hurt. He missed a few games, and he hasn't been quite as good. So I thought there was a chance. Now, in the end, he made it as the fourth corner, so he's not a starter. But he st- still gets recognized for for what's been an overall very good season. Other alternates besides the offensive linemen that I mentioned, JOK and Grant Delpit on the defense. Now, the JOK thing, I thought JOK. Yesterday, uh, Tyvis and, and Jay thought JOK was a lock. I said he was a probable but not a lock. And ultimately, he doesn't make it, which is unfortunate. Now, one thing I didn't really consider is that he's be- he's in the same group as T.J. Watt, Khalil Mack, and Josh Allen. Those guys don't really play the same position that J.O.K. does. They're they're 4-3 pass rushers, but the league uh, looks at them in the same category as outside linebacker. So, of course, J.O.K. didn't make it over those guys, which I get, but they sh- there should be a separate category for a- at least a couple, at least two guys, you know, for 4-3 outside linebackers. <clears throat> And if that were the case, I think JOK would have made it. I think it's a little disappointing that the Browns only get two pro pro bowlers and two alternates for the best defense in the league. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Grant Delpit gets recognized as an alternate. I think Greg Newsom could have at least been an alternate. I think Martin Emerson uh, could have at least been an alternate. And I think Dalvin Tomlinson could have been an alternate as well. I, I, I was surprised Martin Emerson is not even more than anybody else. I'm surprised Martin Emerson is not even an alternate on the Pro Bowl list. The guy has done a tremendous job. If you look at um, the uh, quarterback, um, what do you call it? It's the word I'm looking for. Uh, The QBR. I couldn't think of it. It's not actually a word. The QBR of quarterbacks going up against the Browns corners. They're like one, two, and four, one, three, and four. I mean, all three of them are top five in the league. So the other corners not getting any recognition was a little surprising to me. I know he wasn't. I'll tell you who's playing great football is Ronnie Hickman. Now he hasn't, he didn't play much early in the season. So he wasn't going to make a pro bowl. Two of the guys playing great football for the Browns. You can't put in the pro bowl because they haven't played long enough are Ronnie Hickman. And of course, Joe Flacco, who's been as good as any quarterback in December, but you don't go to the pro bowl based on five games. That's not fair. And so it is what it is. So in the end, the Browns get five pro bowlers, three starters, uh, three, uh, five total pro bowlers and seven alternates or six alternates. The other two that I haven't mentioned, both the kicker and the punter. No, a lot of us thought Dustin Hopkins would make the team. They only take one kicker, Justin Tucker. You know, I think Dustin Hopkins clearly has been better than Justin Tucker this year. Uh, I think, I think this was a, a mistake. I know Justin Tucker has been the best kicker in football. And if you had to make one kick in a big spot, I can't deny that you take Justin Tucker over Dustin Hopkins. But Dustin Hopkins has been the best kicker in the AFC this year. Only the the kicker with the Cowboys, Aubrey, I can't think of his first name, has been better. He made the Pro Bowl. Uh, but Hopkins named as an alternate. So was Corey Bajorquez, the punter, who is back, by the way. Um, I think he's going to play this week because they cut Matt Hawk, who was the uh, punter that they signed last week, the former Colts punter who played for the Browns last week. So that's the thing. I don't, I don't want to get too caught up in it. In the end, most of the Browns players that deserve to be recognized were 
Um, I think the Browns should have had six Pro Bowlers. They had five. Miles Ward, uh, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, I think were correct. I think Dustin Hopkins and JOK should have been on there. That would have been six. I would have had Batonio as an alternate. I would have had Wyatt Teller maybe even on there as a seventh or an alternate. Pochich fine. Delpit fine as an alternate. Pajorquez fine as an alternate. I would have had Greg Newsom as an alternate as well. I think he should have been there. And 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 uh, I'm sorry, I, maybe Greg Newsom, but certainly Martin Emerson. Uh, but Greg Newsom has found his niche. The Browns have a real good secondary. And I think you could argue that the Browns only getting four defensive players, including alternates, for the team that's been one of the best defenses we've seen in years is pretty crazy. Um, it obviously gives a lot of credit to the coach, but I, I think, I think guys have been, uh, um, ignored to some degree on the defense offensively. I mean, you get three, three guys, two starters, three guys, total five, including alternates, including three offensive linemen. It's funny because the, the obviously the defense has been better than the offense. Obviously the offense has been better lately, but so there you go. There's nobody else. Uh, the only players that didn't even make alternate that I think got snubbed are, are uh, Emerson, number one, and, <clears throat> and Newsom, number two. Uh, and I think Joel Batonio should not have been should not have made the team. And I love Joel Batonio. He's one of my favorite Browns. Great guy, great player. Uh, but he hasn't had a great season. He's been good. And he's been much better the second half. But, but I would not have had him as a pro bowler. Uh, yesterday, Kevin Stefanski was asked about, you know, will you play guys this this game? So I got an email. This is crazy. I got an email from a guy who his his email handle, it doesn't say his name. His name is listed as Get a Clue UCSS. And he sent me this, like, six-paragraph email about how basically myself – and everybody else that's covering the Browns in Cleveland is an idiot because we keep saying this game is meaningless. We've been saying all week that the Browns-Bengals game is meaningless. And what I thought he was going to argue is that we're idiots because there's something to be said about uh, keeping the good times rolling to win five in a row to end the season or, you know, tying the franchise, uh, the franchise record, at least since they've been in the NFL, for 12 wins in a season. Or, you know, every game matters or whatever. But his argument was none of those. His argument that, again, he wrote me six paragraphs about was that if the Browns win this game and finish 12 and 5, that they will have the second best record in the AFC. And thus, after the first round, the Browns would have home field advantage against anybody except for the Ravens. The problem with that email is you are wrong. You have no clue what you're talking about. You spent six paragraphs, buddy, crushing me and my colleagues, and you sound like a fool. They do. They do. You do not move. The team with the better record doesn't get home field. It probably should be, but that's not what it is. It's never been that way. And I don't know what the hell you're talking about. He says, well, uh, home field advantage in the divisional round. A Browns win in week 18 would give them a record of 12 and 5. If Buffalo beats Miami, no other AFC team could finish with a better AFC record. 
if the Browns didn't go on to win the wild card, they would proceed to play an opponent in the divisional round. If that opponent is anybody other than Baltimore, the Browns would host. No, they would not. Now, they could host, but it has nothing to do with whether they win or lose this game against the Bengals. The only way the Browns would host a game in the divisional round. Okay, right now, let's go. Let me let me bring up the um, the playoff picture. Okay, I don't think it's going to end this way, but let's just do it based on what it is now. Right now, the Bills are the sixth seed and the Colts are the seventh seed. And the Browns would play the Jaguar. Browns are the five. Browns would play the Jaguars for the four. Now, I don't think it's going to finish that way because I think Buffalo is going to beat Miami. But for argument's sake, it is what it is now. Let's stick with that, okay? Now, the Browns, if the Browns win, obviously, to get to the divisional round, the only way they get a home game is if both the Bills and the Colts win their first-round playoff games over, in this case, what would be the Dolphins and the Chiefs. That's it. In that case, if that happened, the Browns would host in this case, the six seed, the Bills, in the second round of the playoffs. And that would be the case whether the Browns win or lose this Sunday against Cincinnati. It's irrelevant. The reason the Browns would host is because with the four teams left, the Ravens, the Browns, the Bills, and the Colts, the Browns would be the second highest seeded team. Their record at that point would be irrelevant. Let's go with the other way. You say, okay, well, if the uh, if the Bills beat the Dolphins, then the Browns would have a better record if they win than the Chiefs and the Bills. And that is correct. If the Browns win and go 12-5, and five, even if the Bills and Chiefs win this week, the Browns would have a better record as the five-seed than the two-seeded Bills and the three-seeded Chiefs. However, if the two-seeded Bills, if it gets to that, and the three-seeded Chiefs both win, the Browns would play in Baltimore. But let's say only one of them wins. Let's say the Chiefs lose at, lose to the Dolphins in the first round and the uh, and the Bills win, all right? I don't, the Chiefs, when the Chiefs play the Dolphins, doesn't matter. The two-seed Bill, the Bills end up the two-seed because they beat the Dolphins last week of the regular season. If the Browns win, even if they beat the Bengals, even if they lose to the Bengals, the Browns doesn't matter. Either way, the Browns would play, in that case, the two-seeded Bills. And the game would be in Buffalo no matter what the Bills record is and no matter what the Browns record is. The Bills would be the two-seed. The Browns would be the five. If the Browns have 12 wins and the Bills have 11, it's still in Buffalo. So you, my friend, are a dope. No offense. But you're a dope for sending a six-paragraph email plus follow-up emails to try to explain a point that is 100% wrong. And that is why, my friends, the Browns will not be playing anybody they can't afford to lose this week. Joe Flacco, we already know, is not going to play on Sunday. Uh, they announced, The Browns announced that, that Jeff Driscoll, who they just signed off practice squad to their active roster, will be the starting quarterback this Sunday against the Bengals. He's played for the Bengals in the past. And P.J. Walker will be the backup. Before we get to the rest of the lineup changes, let's say that this Jeff Driscoll is going to be the fifth starting quarterback for the Browns this year. The previous four, Deshaun Watson, 
DTR, uh, P.J. Walker, and Joe Flacco, of course, have all won at least one game for the Browns. If the Browns beat the Bengals with Jeff Driscoll as their quarterback, they will be the first team in the history of the NFL to win, to to get at least one win from five different starting quarterbacks. The fact that they would have made the playoffs, now the fifth one doesn't matter towards the playoffs they're already in. That's the only reason they're playing the fifth one. But it's a cool stat, and it would be a record for the Browns and quite the accomplishment if they could do it and get to their 12th win. But in no universe do you risk key players. And that's why, because the game does not matter, as I said initially. And again, that email was lost. Uh, Joe Flacco is not going to play. Who else is not going to play in this game? Well, I think when it comes to running back, Jerome Ford has been a little banged up and is coming off maybe his best game as a Brown last week. He will not play. There's no way you play Kareem Hunt, the veteran touchdown, goal line, fourth down back. He's he's not playing. So I think Pierre Strong and some guys from the practice squad will be the backfield. And I'm curious to see. I'd like to see Pierre Strong get 15, 20 carries or touches and see what he can do with it because I've been wanting him to get more work. He got more work one game this year. I thought he did well. I know he fumbled last week. There's been, you know, supposedly not a great run blocker, but uh, or, or a blitz pickup guy. I would like to see him get an opportunity this week. Of course, Amari Cooper will not play. Uh, good news is Elijah Moore is practicing, which means he's recovering from his concussion. He has not cleared concussion protocol, and there's no chance you're going to play him this week. So Cooper, uh, in terms of wide receivers, Cooper and Moore are not going to play. I would assume another veteran, Marquise Goodwin, will not play this week. And we will see a lot of Cedric Tillman, Derek Bell, and probably Austin Watkins, or possibly Austin Watkins, up from the practice squad. Uh, I, I, again, like I talked about Pierre Strong, would like to see Cedric Tillman and David Bell targeted quite a bit and see what they could do in this game. I think on the offensive line, you will not see Batonio, Teller, or Pochick or Posick. I think the other, all the other offensive linemen on the roster will play, including the current starters at tackle, Garen Christian, and uh, James Hudson. I just think your your starting guards and center will not play. You will not see David Njoku, probably any of the other tight ends, including Harrison Bryant, will be out there. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm sure Miles Garrett wants to play. There's no way I'm playing him. Obviously, I'm not playing Ogbo Karankwo, but good news is, for the first time in over a month, he practiced yesterday, which makes you think he's a good chance they can have him back for the playoffs. That's that's pretty big news. As Darius Smith and Dalvin Tomlinson and Shelby Harris. None of these guys are playing. I'm going all young guys on the defensive line. Linebacker's interesting. I, I, I'd probably not play JOK. I'll be curious to see who else plays. Anthony Walker's been banged up. He's not going to play. Ward, Newsom, uh, Emerson, um, Delpit, who's obviously dealing with an injury and is not ready to go yet, could be back for the playoffs. Uh, none of those guys are going. I'm going with the young guys. I'm going with, with Ronnie Hickman. I want to see him play more. I know he's played very well, uh, but I, I'd still like to see him play a little more, get more experience. Juan Thornhill probably won't play. We'll see Mike Ford, Cam Mitchell, the Anthony Bell. We'll probably see Deron Harmon, who's a veteran, but you got to play some of these guys, right? So we'll see Matthew Adams at linebacker, the special team teams guy. If Jordan Kanasik is healthy, he'll probably play. Tony Fields will probably play. Some linebacker as well. So most of you key guys, I guess Corey Pajorquez is going to punt because they cut the other punter. Uh, no Dustin Hopkins. Haven't heard any updates on him. They have not cut Riley Patterson. Even if he e e even if he was ready, I don't think you'd use him this week. So 
probably Riley Patterson will kick again. Uh, finally, the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. I obviously have not talked much about the Cavs. I um, have some strong feelings on Donovan Mitchell, and I, I think the Cavs really need to move on from him. I think I and many others were wrong. I don't think the Cavs should have ever traded for Donovan Mitchell. It's no offense against him. He just doesn't fit on this team. If anything, he may have held up the growth of some of the young players. They're not good enough with him. You can't win. You just can't win a championship with a small guard as your best player. Uh, Steph Curry and Isaiah Thomas are the only guys who have done it, and those guys are two of the best players in the history of the game. Donovan Mitchell's an excellent player, but he's not one of the best players in the history of the game. He's not that level of player. And the hope was that Mobley would turn into a superstar. It hasn't happened. Maybe it never was going to. Uh, but if anything, it, his growth may have been stunted. But a nice win yesterday. They scored at least 33 points every quarter, crushed the Wizards, who are, you know, I'd say a nice win. The Wizards are like the second-worst team in the league. 140-101, to 101, Jared Allen, 17 points, 19 boards, and 7-6 assists. Max Struess, who's um, not been playing particularly well, he had a good game on a very efficient 9-13 of 13 and 6-8 of eight from 3. He had 24 points and four rebounds. Donovan Mitchell had 22, and uh, Karis LeVert had 21 off the bench as well. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back on Sunday after the Browns-Bengals game. We'll recap that one and get, start getting ready for the playoffs. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. I'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here, right here, 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 in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.